Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking to a veteran in the business, and not veteran as in old, but veteran as in he has come across all types of business when it comes to buyers, sellers, investors. You're definitely not going to want to miss out on this. Hey, everyone. This is It's Oscar, and you're listening to the House Hacker Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in. So with me, I have not only a family member, but one of the top producers in one of the, if not the biggest, real estate offices, Century 21 All-Stars. Rigo, please introduce yourself. Tell them who you are. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Rigo Gaxiola. I'm a realtor here at Century 21 All-Stars. I've been in the industry for quite some time. I kind of forget how long I've been so when people usually refer to me as veteran I kind of get kind of took back but it's uh it's an honor to be in this industry for this long I've seen the good times I've seen the bad times and uh you know here we are in this this great market now um like I said 13 uh four gonna be 14 years in the business so so 14 years compared to a lot of other people as well maybe a lot but also in this business you come across people that are like 25 years 30 years in the game so um when i when i say veteran i just see it as not only are you a top producer not only have you helped plenty of buyers and sellers and investors but in in your office when it comes to being a top producer kind of kind of lay out what does that entail like how do you become a top producer here at century 21 all-stars oh wow um yeah consistency uh every month you know, it's you can't really uh, go to sleep on the wheel here. Uh, you got so many great agents here, and uh, I, I just strive to be uh, like the the top ten percent here in this company. Uh, so uh, it's it's extremely tough to to um, to compete against the people here, uh, but at the same time, they they help you to to become a better person because you're you're surrounded by some of the best in the industry. So what I've, what I've noticed, kind of what you touched on is, it, it's pretty cutthroat in here and in this business, but at the same time, you guys are all together like one big family. And I think that's what people don't really see. They see kind of the business aspect of it as, we have one top producer, one top producer, and they try to outproduce each other. But really at the end of the day, you guys, you guys hang out. You guys are like chill. You guys are family, right? You guys help each other in a positive way, not just like, I'm gonna take you down kind of thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, different accountability groups. Um, I'm part of two different accountability groups here in the office. One is at a, a me checking in at a certain time, and then another accountability group is with a couple of agents where I have to prospect three hours a day uh, in this weather, door knocking. So it's 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 competitive, but at the same time, we try to help each other because we understand that there's enough business for for everyone out there. We don't have that uh, scarcity mindset. Cool, cool. Um, did you did you start off in real estate in this office? No, I started in Century Twenty One Powerhouse in Huntington Park. Okay, and your your job or career has it always been real estate, or were you doing something different before this life? Uh, I work construction, like a uh, uh, like real job, where it was uh, Monday through Saturday, you know, seven a.m. to five p.m. or four p.m. I worked in Palm Springs for about a year and a half doing construction and then at the age of 20 I got into the industry so I would say this is my you know my first first real job and only 
So what's good is is I I, I like this podcast to to touch on the home buyer experience, the realtor experience, the lending experience. But for for people that that maybe maybe in a position where they want to make a career change, I think what you said is kind of key that you went from construction like a hardcore job like really really nine to five ish to at 20 years old coming into the industry and then being now in here for 14 15 years mm-hmm. and then making it to kind of one of the top levels a prestigious level when it comes to the century 21 you know business model anyone that's looking to make the transition it doesn't you, you don't really have to be born into it right no not at all you just have to be hungry and want to genuinely help people so if if you're coming from a place of contribution and you're you're hungry and, and eager to learn and and uh, achieve your goals, but at the same time help other people achieve your goals, then you'll make it long term. Now, how hungry are you? Like and and being politically correct because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hungry. Like I can honestly say that even though I've never pushed anyone in this podcast to come work with me, or if you're listening to this, come work with me, I'm I'm here to kind of dominate mm-hmm. right how, how hungry are you when it comes to real estate like because your hunger also ties into to the extent that you'll go for your clients right mm-hmm. yes so um i could be hungrier you know like like everyone else <laughs> it, i get complacent at times because you know i you, you have good years and you know you make good money if you help enough people and and you start accomplishing your goals and one of these one of the things is that you got to continuously um be setting new goals that that really put a fire um, under you and makes you get out there and, and do the things that you're supposed to. So um, I'm 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 hungry and I, I have some pretty big goals this year. But um, at the same time, you know, I'm like everyone else. I, I do get complacent at times, but uh, I I like surrounding myself with individuals that are are just as hungry, if not hungrier than me, and that actually pushes me to to do better every day. Cool. Um, do you feel comfortable sharing some of your goals? How many families you want to help? How many, you know, size yes. just for people in the business? That way they kind of see like, okay, this is what a top producer is aiming for kind of thing. Yes. So the goal for this year is 40 families. I want to help 40 families buy and sell real estate. Where are you now? Year to date. I'm, I'm a little bit behind. I believe I'm like at, um, I want to say about 14 or 15 transactions closed. Okay. So I, I should be at about 20, 21 uh, transactions right now so um, that that's that's why I'm saying you know it kind of goes back to being yeah, hungry, being right? hungry <laughs> you get complacent because I had a pretty good year last year I, I did um, I believe it was about 31 transactions or 30 transactions and um, and you know had a good year so you came out of that and you were like okay I want to aim higher but at the same time because you had a good year it kind of slowed you down a little bit so with with that hunger wanting to help 40 families with if, if you would say something that you kind of or what is it that you do that's not maybe out of the ordinary but that's maybe different that you really push for your clients whether they're sellers or buyers so one of the things that I focus on is customer service <clears throat> excuse me I want to make sure that I provide the best service whether I'm representing a buyer or a seller because uh, being in this business for this long you have to have repeat customers it's very important for you to get referrals uh, because going out there either by marketing and paying, you know, it's, it gets pretty expensive and there's nothing better than to have somebody call you and have full trust in you because you helped a family member maybe two, three years on the, you know, uh, two, three, three years back and, 
and you know they were ranting raving fans and and now this person will trust and you know uh, you know do everything that that you uh, tell them so so here, here here's what I I'm gonna ask you kind of put you on the spot because there's there's people maybe listening to this that are looking to purchase or sell or just learn about it and maybe purchase and sell in two years if you had a buyer mm-hmm. a buyer what is your really three things that you will do above and beyond for them so that way they could kind of see what a top producer or someone at a different level compared to maybe an agent that they're working with right now kind of see different options you know so what are three things that you would do for a buyer that even if they're the same as other agents but at least that way they can kind of see and they could kind of you know gauge so you know one of the things is i i ask a lot of questions so that way i know how to assist them and what's important to them with this process it's not just about hey i want to make a sale i want to you know just get another transaction but I want to be able to help them and and have them know that I'm on their side. So one of the things that I always tell all my buyers is that I am going to put myself in your shoes in the sale of the home. I'm not just looking, like I said, to make a sale. But at the end of the day, they're going to be the ones that are going to make the last decision. But I will give them my my professional opinion as a realtor. But at the like I said, at the end of the day, they'll they'll make the last call. But I'll put myself in their shoes as if I was helping my grandmother or mother you know purchase a home empathy yes empathy you're, you're very empathetic to their needs so you ask questions of course so that way you're aware and you don't just assume and kind of put them on your agenda and then you're extremely empathetic you take them into consideration put yourselves in their shoes so that way you're not just an agent trying to close a transaction but you're also with them kind of in heart looking for their first home or their yes. second home and uh constant communication Huge. From, from beginning to end, and, and even after the transaction closes, usually, you know, you might get a phone call two, three months down the line, and you're like, oh, what happened? But you just, <laughs> hey, it, it things might happen, you know, but you look out for them for, you know, for their best interest from the very beginning, and, you know, it's usually nothing bad. I mean, sometimes, you know, they're, they might have a, um, you know, an issue with the plumbing, but, you know, that's one of the things that we negotiate when we're out there looking for a home for the seller to get a home warranty, so... Usually we got them covered. And then so so that's kind of so your communications you check in afterwards as well. So constant communication throughout, searching for a home throughout the transaction, and then even afterwards you're still gonna bug them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> as I a, say bug just because. As, you a, know. as a matter of fact, I got a phone call not too long ago from a uh, uh, a buyer that was um, he was 14 at the time when I sold his parents their home, and now he's 24 and he just got engaged and he wants to buy a house. <laughs> Ten years. So I, I actually keep in contact with my clients, um, you know, as far as back as 10 years ago. So And then and then you can attest that even like, because you, you work with my father and me as far as the lending, but I'm pretty sure you've worked with other lenders where sometimes, and even with my father, you don't get a call back for like a week or something when you're over here putting in communication for 10 years with yeah, the client. Yeah, yeah. So, so cool. So buyers, if you guys heard that, you guys know what to expect or what the mindset is for some of the agents that have been doing this for for many years, some of the agents that have helped. How many families last year? 30. 30 families. And it, and is and is aiming to help 40 families this year. Um, is, admitted that he's a little bit behind, so, so honesty. So buyers, look for that in the agent that you're working with right now or look for that in the agent that you're going to find regardless of who it is. Maybe those are some key things that you might want to look out for because it's extremely beneficial for you guys. Now, if you had a seller in front of you, 
is it kind of like the same thing or is there maybe something different like what, what is it that you offer sellers because obviously they're kind of in a different market than a buyer right yeah uh, you know seller is the same thing you want to uh, ask a ton of questions to make sure you you're able to help them in in the best way you can and ultimately what they want is the most amount of money in their pocket in the least amount of time with the least amount of hassle so I want to make sure that I'm able to market that property correctly and net them what they're what they're looking for, and at the same time, you know, be in constant communication with them from the beginning to the end and represent them in in their best interest. Got it. Cool. So so sellers, um, kind of to to bring it back to on the buyer side as well, constant communication for your sellers, uh, empathy, um, asking questions, and then ultimately the end goal, which I think any seller wants is what it is that they're asking for or higher or higher do you, do you have you had instances where you guys have like above asking price like crazy that you kind of couldn't believe how how much above asking price you've got i usually when i price the properties i try to price it at at about market value if if not just a little bit under so that way we get um you know like a bidding war on, on their home and and ultimately get them get them more money but um, yeah, normally I, I try to go uh, and, and get them as much money as possible within within reason without us having to have issues with an appraisal or anything. So like I'm gonna that. go into a deep uh, definition thing for for people that may just be like totally foreign. What is a bidding war? Let's, a bid- let, let's hit them with some knowledge. What's a bidding war? So a bidding war is basically what what's happening now in our market. Uh, there's not too much inventory, so if a property comes on the market for sale. And it's in a good area and it's priced correctly that seller will usually have about two or three different offers from different buyers they all might be a little bit different and what happens is normally the seller will send out a multiple counter and it's up to the buyers to bring their offer up if they really want the house so some buyers would go up you know five thousand ten thousand fifteen thousand above the asking price and ultimately you know sellers happy because they're getting more money in their you know, now the the ball is on their court. Um, if I could ask you in regards to sellers, because I had a guest uh, two two episodes ago, and I asked him, "What do you? What well, what is, what is one thing that you would like to see um, buyers do more of?" And he answered, I, "I I would love if they educate themselves a little bit more." And obviously, that's that that ball falls into our court as well. But really, Google is is a is a big thing where you can learn anything. What is your one thing that you would love? If sellers would do more, or that would put them in a, in a maybe even a better position, to be able to like either sell their home a little bit quicker, or e- even if it comes to like just being more realistic, like what is something that you would like to see in sellers a little bit that might be able to help them out in netting or selling quicker? Is that and if there's nothing that comes to mind, that's fine. I mean, yeah. this is this is this is real. This is not scripted. They are they know that I don't have a whiteboard or agenda. So. Yeah. So so most of the time, I mean. Um, if the seller wants more money, they, they either, one, have to add more features and benefits to the house or mm-hmm. bring down their price in order for them to get, I know it sounds a little bit off, but in order for them to get a little bit more money because what you want ultimately is um, a lot of traffic, meaning buyers that are qualified and ready to go going into the house because once you get them in there and they get, you know, they, they can envision themselves in that property then you know they get emotionally attached to it, and then they're they're willing to to submit a higher offer. So, um, 
So kind of like put themselves in the best position for bidding war. Yeah, absolutely. Making making their their house as presentable as possible. You know, decluttering. Uh, you know, landscaping. Making sure the the grass is is green and and everything looks looks uh, you know moving ready. And price it in 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 a and, way that makes sense. Where is it just like, well, we're gonna price this four hundred thousand dollar home at two hundred thousand because we know that we're gonna get trapped, but. Price it where yeah, just, it makes sense. Just but, a little bit, just a little attractive. bit below below market value. Yeah, not not overprice it as well. I know sellers. I, I know if I was a, you know selling a property like everyone else, I would want as much money as possible. But sometimes by them pricing it a little bit over market value, it actually hurts them. Really good, really good. Uh, anything before we kind of wrap up? Anything that you would like to share with? potential buyers, sellers, investors, other agents, lenders, like, well, oh yeah, let me ask you this, I always ask you, what can your lender do better? <laughs> and I ask that because you, you, you listeners, um, me and my father work with him, he's, he's family, and I always ask him, what can his lender do better? And I like, I like that he's honest about it, but he always laughs and he kind of avoids the question, so I'll put him on the spot. You know what, I, I've never had a, a problem with you guys in regards to like what you guys can, can do better. You guys have always been on top of it, you know, return calls, uh, return the call the same day, even if it's a text or an email or, or a phone call. I, I don't I don't really have complaints. I mean, you guys are always looking for different ways to increase my business, not just, hey, what's up, where's my next deal? I get a lot of lenders that just approach me that way like hey when are we gonna work together hey where's my deal but I mean I want somebody that that I'm gonna work with that is gonna help me increase my business because ultimately I mean they want more business I want more business and at the end of the day it's like we want to we want to help more families achieve their goals so I, I feel it's my my not only my obligation but my my duty to to get in front of as many people as possible because I know that I'm, I'm gonna be looking out for their best interests Got it, and uh, that was not a paid advertisement. Yeah, <laughs> he all he he does he does usually say the same thing, and but I always probe because it helps me become a better person, helps my father become a better person, and for the lenders that are out there, communicate, be there, answer questions, return calls. I think that's huge, and also um, when it comes to the families and individuals that are listening, that are thinking of buying, that is probably one of the key qualities that you want to look for in an agent and a lender as well, someone that that communicates. And is there for you when you have questions, when you have needs, and is ultimately, I mean, that's ultimately why we came into this, this, this industry, is mm -hmm. to help families. Mm -hmm. So if we're not going to help them, then we need to go do something else. But I appreciate it. Can they find you on Facebook, on Instagram, or where, how can they find you if they wanted to make sure that uh, your posts align with you getting forty families yes. into homes this year? Uh, Rigo Gaxiola is. Uh, you could Google my name, and you'll you'll see me pop up on the on, on the first searches I'm not sure how I'd... yeah and then also um, I will tag him on my Facebook post when I put out this podcast when it goes live so if you guys have me uh, you guys can find me on my socials everything is it's Oscar the A's of V and uh, he'll be tagged right there as well so that way you guys can go and uh, uh, blow his inbox up for the two people that listen to this I appreciate it cool thank you so much man really, thank you really appreciate it and you guys, as always, until next time, if you guys have any questions, scenarios, or just want to talk about what you had for lunch, feel free to reach out to me. All my socials is it's Oscar, the A is a V, and I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.